brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria... You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that isn't sure when humanity began. But we have a pretty good guess as to how it'll end. Looking at you, Seabot. This is Hysteria 51. A girl can dream. (laughs) (laughs) Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, my name is John Goforth, and alongside to dig through the ashes of past civilizations is none other than the incomparable Mr. Brent Hand. Oh, thanks, John. Fun one tonight for multiple reasons. You might call it a thought experiment. You might call it scientific fact. I don't know. You know, I mean, you can you can call it whatever the hell you want. But either way, it's the kind of thing I like talking about at the bar over some beers. It's real fucking just heady and and fun, and people can really like sink their teeth. Until into the it. rando sitting next to you asks, "What the hell you're blabbering on about?" Don't talk about producer Lisa that way. Oh, I wasn't. She knows what you're blabbing about and chooses not to listen. She cries to me about it. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough, enough, Seabot. Uh, although that was somewhat funny, um, we have some other things to get to. We'll have to play your reindeer games later. Reindeer games. Ooh, he was not the bomb in reindeer games. <laughs> he was not. He was definitively not. Nor was Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise was pretty bad in that movie. Uh, Ashley Judd is always Ashley Judd, so we'll make allowances for her. Well, John, speaking of bombing, <laughs> we got, wait, I got to work on my What an my intro, segues. Brent. <laughs> we do have uh, someone who's going to blow up. <laughs> you see, I, I swung right. it around. Yeah, no. We have a, we have a guest today, Brent. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us tell us how this guest made their way to this fine program. Uh, through the fine webpage called Patreon. Uh, we got Daryl with us. Daryl said, I want to host ye piece of crap podcast and I'm going to pick the topic. And I said, come on in fine, sir. Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, welcome to hysteria. Well, actually welcome to the lower fourth dimension. Well, I'm glad to be here guys. Did you, do you pay your dues? Did you get checked at the door by the bots to make sure you don't have any infections? I don't know. I don't yeah, know what they do C-Box with people. Got this little probe, I wasn't too happy with. <laughs> well, yeah. the, the funny thing about that probe, he says it's just to check your temperature for COVID, even though he can't contract COVID. But I just have never been able to figure out why it needs to be so uh, pointy uh, to check your temperature. <laughs> you know, That's this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> I don't know what kind of probe he's using, but I don't want that one. Oh, Big and pointy, yeah. big and pointy. It was, it was scary in there. Uh, Daryl, Daryl, so where are you from, man? Where are you coming to us from? I'm in Atlanta, down in Georgia, you know. It's the uh, butthole of the fourth dimension. That's hot, Atlanta, <laughs> thank you very much. 
Boy, I hate it, man. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. Well, it, it is in Chicago uh, this fine day as well. Yeah. But let's. Uh, so you you live in Atlanta. The first thing that comes to my mind uh, when I think about Atlanta as it relates to our show, other than being on with our good friends at Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, uh, is are the Georgia Guidestones. Have you uh, are you have you ever gone out there? Do you know anyone who has? Um, I have not been out there myself, and um, I do know one person who's been out there, but I uh, haven't made the trek up there. So it's one of those things. I'm, like, I'm, if I'm I ashamed li- to say that, I don't know. I don't know if you should be ashamed. Like, if I lived there, I'm trying to think if I would spend the 90 minutes each way to go see stones that we kind of know where where they came from. I mean, we don't know the exact person who financed it, but like. Eh. Okay, it was it's somebody's kind of, you know, um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh they're uh that shit crazy? <laughs> no, they're they're manifesto. Manifesto oh. was the word I was looking for. It's it's somebody like, I don't know, do I want to do I want to waste half a day looking at somebody's manifesto? Maybe. I don't know. That's what that was my thought on it. I was like, do I really want to go up there and see some old cranky crazy guys? rocks he wanted to put up there <laughs> in crazy speak even crazy yeah well it's funny you're saying and i kind of like the way you're saying this john lisa and i were talking we went to the lake this weekend and drove around and stuff the only time we ever do tourist stuff in chicago is when we have guests and all the tour buses were out and it was funny because we're like i bet that's a really fun tour i would never do it Unless someone was here visiting and then i'm like why is that i, I it's probably a blast but i just never do touristy stuff when I live right by it. And so half the shit I never get to see. I don't think that's uncommon. I lived in St. Louis for a decade and I still have never been in the arch. I really think that's the norm. Yeah. Of the way people live their lives. Although my wife and I did get married at Navy pier. What is the really tasty place in Atlanta? Is it in Atlanta? We're pretty Sixth street pier. No, where Ray got breakfast instead of, Oh no, that was in LA. Oh, never mind then. That's <laughs> right. All right. It wasn't there. Which place do you go to? Which one's a good one? You said Oh, uh, Sixth Street Pier. I only thought that was it because he said something about going to the pier. Oh, uh, Navy Pier well, up here is a, a touristy place, but it was fun. Well, you got married in like the botanical gardens and stuff. So, yeah, it's like an indoor crystal gardens. Um, the uh, but down in Atlanta, the, I'll tell you the one place that we did uh, eat and uh, was always great was uh, the Pont City Market. Yes, that place is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a that course on top of the roof. <laughs> Dear listener, if you've been to New York but not Atlanta, and you've ever uh, if you've ever been around the Chelsea Market, the same folks built uh, the Pont City Market in Atlanta, and it uh, similar vibe, very cool. Yep. All right, but enough of travel and tourism hour. Uh, let's get back to hysteria, Daryl. You brought us a topic this afternoon. Um, let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I, I reached out to him. And I said, "What do you want to do?" And he said, "One that he had." thought was a lot of fun was a fun question and and one that has a lot of uh, people seem to disagree on or at least have strong opinions on for little more reason than just because uh and it was how long have humans or civilizations been on earth were there previous civilizations uh is it what we understand to be you know is there more to it daryl what made you pick this what was the the thing that you went i want to talk about that oh man honestly i have I'm so in, I can't decide on things. So literally I put a couple things in a hat and drew it out. (laughs) I had like Bigfoot, you know, aliens, you know, area 51. And that's what came out. I I can't make decisions. (laughs) Well, Daryl, I'm actually going to tell you, I really enjoyed researching this one because there, 
kind of like simulation theory, there was more to this, I realized, or at least more science than I ever believed. Right. Like mainstream people are like, I, I don't know. And I love that when, when stuff like that Well, ha- and the happens. fun part about this one is that the question isn't mocked for being asked. In fact, very respected scientists did a large study on this which, that we'll get to. And, and they're, they're asking the question, if there was an ancient civilization before us, if there was, what would we be able to find? And they wrote a scientific paper on it. And, you know, if you ask that same question about some of the other more fringe topics, um, if there is a Bigfoot, what would we be like? People would mock you and laugh. It's always cool when a topic is kind of universally accepted to one extent or another, because there's, there's more reading to do and more, more research to be had. Right. And one of the things I guess we could start out with one of the touchstones is going to be evolution. Human ancestors have been around uh, for about 6 million years. Now that doesn't mean your aunts and uncles going all back, but ancestors thereof uh, did a so right, not, and- not homo sapiens. But the the Homo erectus and 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 other hominids, the shit that uh, you know failed out or was killed out or bred out of of the population, or eventually turned into us. Right, right. You're bred out as in it, it, we we merge. But we're talking about Homo sapiens or others, you know, who are us now are still kind of the new kids on the block. Luckily, humans had the right stuff. Cheese That's fucking terrible. That's, oh, God. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm moving on from that. Uh, so, so Brent, anatomically. All right. So now we're talking about body parts. How You know, how many fingers and toes and, you know, how we walk and, and, and all the stuff that makes us homo sapiens. Anatomically, we're thought to have developed about 300,000 years ago in Africa. Meaning that's the first time yeah. that they believe that that the uh, the evolution of hominids included a, a newly formed Homo sapien. However, that's much different than behaviorally. Behaviorally, we weren't exactly playing chess yet three hundred thousand years ago. They say we reached behavioral modernness. That's which is not a word, but I like it better. They say we became more <laughs> modern from a behavioral perspective about fifty thousand years ago. Well, that's when the aliens started dipping their toe in and saying, "We're going to fix this shit." That's a different episode, though, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So civilizations now, now so the, that's that's the us as people, right? But then the question is, when did we become civilized? They have been around for a while. And then the question becomes, how long? Right. That depends on how you define civilization. Well, we're here to do it for you, fuckers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so sit back, relax, and let us do that. Go ahead, Daryl, define it. Oh, that's when uh, <laughs> no, you I'm know, teasing. Shit starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> we're just putting on. I mean, it's your fucking episode. You do the goddamn legwork. No, go ahead, John. <laughs> no, you heard it here first. When shit starts happening, it, it, actually, you know what? That's, that's not, not too far off yeah, the truth. Yeah. So some define it as when we actually started to transition from hunter gatherer to more settled lifestyle. Uh, it was referred to as the agricultural revolution. So shit was happening. It was between 10,000 and 5,000 BCE, or if you're old school like me, just BC. And it happened in the Near East's Fertile Crescent. We're all familiar with the Fertile, fertile Crescent, the Tigris and Euphrates and all that good stuff. During this period, humans began the systematic husbandry of plants and animals. So as agriculture advanced, most humans transitioned from being nomads to being a more settled lifestyle, uh, like like farmers, etc., and then that security, the security of food, the security of home, increased productivity, providing the the communities are providing the opportunity for the communities to expand and grow larger and bigger, and eventually become towns, and eventually you know so on and so forth. And then it you know there were advances in transportation, 
And lots of different people will give you their point along that timeline that I just named off as to where they believe civilization started. Um, very, but, uh, very uh, angrily will give you their opinions. Uh, if you, uh, you know, the next smart person uh, might disagree. Uh, I was really humored reading about civilization and how adamant people pick a side that really doesn't have any more proof or non-proof than the other side. Well, I, I think mean, that goes with everything. If, there, if you want one good way to get somebody to disagree with you is give a strong opinion. <laughs> I know that's fucking stupid. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sid Meier said that civilization started back in the 90s. Sid Meier yeah. civilization. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, now, Brent, one other thing to note. We said uh, between 10,000 and 5,000 BCE is generally how that when when civilization is thought of to have started the agricultural revolution, etc. But if you only have to hearken back to an episode of ours from earlier on a little settlement called Gobekli Tepe to find a reason why others believe it's even older. You know, Gobekli Tepe was from roughly 9,000 BC or 11,000 years there ago. There are examples of humanity being much older than we uh, 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 think. <laughs> could it be aliens? Could it, could it be <laughs> that? Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. And no, David Childress. No, David Childress. But the the, the point being, right, Brent, that lots of like, I mean, yes, if you give the range, you're probably in good shape, right? Right. Uh, Five thousand to ten thousand BC. Right. All right. You're probably in good shape. Yeah. Or at least from what we know today. But but inside of that, there's a lot of disagreement. Right. So that's the basic timeline we're looking at. Ancestors here for six million years, give or take. Modern Homo sapien, or the the interbreeding that we did about three hundred thousand years. Uh, then you bring it to, you know, not just clubbing everything. You bring it back to the cave, fifty thousand years, civilized world, ten thousand years. Yeah, but. Then there's another theory outside of that that we're not going to spend a ton of time on, kind of like this one, but young earth theory. We did want to touch on that because I think it's important. And this one would definitely negate uh, what we're going to be talking about, you know, other civilizations. They say the earth is made between six to 10,000 years ago by God, the Christian God, the, that, the, that way of thinking. And he did something very special and magical. He did. He made the world old. Science is wrong or just being fooled. So why I say that is proponents or, or believers in this theory, uh, they think that not only is it not deceptive for God to create an appearance of age, but it was absolutely necessary for him to do so. Why? Reasons, which we're not going to get into <laughs> this week because they are long and vast, and this isn't the theology hour. Um, there are, inc I actually fell down a rabbit hole of reading the reasons of why they feel that uh, they made the earth old, and then I realized I was going down the wrong path. But one nice feat they did here, I want to point out before we move on past this, that flat earthers, uh, Daryl, I think you'll appreciate this. They they should take a cue from, it's that this can't be disproven. You can't say, nah, God didn't make it old. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to test for that. Yahtzee, man, that's, that's smart. Time made it old. No, nope, God made nope. it old. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. The four corners of the earth make it flat. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, and and now uh, it is worth noting. I just just while we're on the subject that this theory isn't shared by all religious folks. No, there are plenty no, no, of Christians no, 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 no. and others that both believe in God 
and science, right. which I know is a bit mind blowing. Uh, this is just the young uh, Earth theory people. This is this yeah. just young Earth theory people, right? right? There, there's plenty of us out there that believe in God and also believe that evolution exists and happened, and that's how we're here. Right, right. I'm one of those people right there, so I can get on board with it. Uh, I think all of us are. There's a lot of possibilities, theories, legends, you name it, out there on this topic. What we're going to focus on is more not the possibility that humans are just us humans are older than we think living in caves for longer than that. I, I, I think that's boring. I'm not looking at, well, it was nine or 10,000 years longer. Right, so we're looking right. at, and now maybe I ran wrong with this Daryl, but I'm looking at civilizations, real like nuts and bolts civilizations. Um, yeah, man. Blew themselves up with a bomb or something. Right. Here. You know, we want right. the weird. That's what we're looking for. And so, you know, we're, we're looking into could humans or something else. And I wanted to say, I did do a lot of the delving into something else or whatever that could be. Could they have had advanced civilizations on earth that fell or left, et cetera? figure out what they could have done before the current thought of quote unquote us. Did we almost wipe ourselves out and start over? And that was just a small patch, kind of like the Adam and Eve type thing. Did another species take a swing at becoming the dominant species, but then like an extinction level event, wipe them out or did they progress so far that they moved away from earth to somewhere else? And if so, where are the clues uh, those are just a few of the questions that we're not going to answer this week, but we're going to try, <laughs> but I guarantee we're not going to answer all of them, uh, but we're going to take a swing at it. That is a given. Shh. Shh don't do that. And <laughs> we're going to come back with more Daryl, more human shenanigans and other species that could have been running this earth way back when after the break on Hysteria 51. For Daryl, I brought back the Daryl, old school. you're getting the music. I'm bringing back the old school shit for him. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Brent, I, you just, it, something big just happened and I just want to point it out for the literal hundreds of people that have reached out about this. You just went back. You went old school. That's what I you said. You played the original T for two. I, I told him I'm doing it for him. I'm excited. I'm, I like Daryl uh, more than I like I'm, you. I'm a little choked up. Uh, and uh, whenever you switch back, you're now going to get us 50 or 100 more. Daryl, do you like that T for two? Or here we're coming in. This one better. Which one do you like better? Or I, I like the, the, first, the first one better. That This one? Yep. Go fuck yourself. Like uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a man of the people. I'm with I'm I'm with Daryl. I'm with Daryl. I, like uh, I like how it's faster pace. I'm just gonna do this from now on. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you all. We'll play what we want. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I took us no, off track. Right. Brent, you were saying. Well, I would say Daryl, when you came up with this topic, I I I said this in the first part, but I really dug it when I started digging into it because it really had me thinking and it wasn't just me. It had a lot of people thinking, and there was more to it than I thought. What if humans had prospered before and wiped themselves out was one of the, the thought processes or some outside force did it for them. Then I also thought, yeah. what if, what if humans are not the first major civilization, meaning something that wasn't human, which I know that isn't exactly what you said, but I think it goes along with were there other advanced civilizations out there pre or even, I mean, we saw the documentary of the dinosaur show, you know, where the dinosaurs knocked the mama, you know? <laughs> so there it is. Not dude. The mama. One of the most Got knocked out, you know, one of the most horrific endings to a show ever. Absolutely, the, fucking, the, the, the end of everything is flying through the sky. Yeah. Um, it could even be pre or post dino utopia of some sort. Yeah. I was not alone, at least in the thinking along those lines of it. It was a fun uh, thought experiment. Enter the uh, Silurian hypothesis. So it's actually, they called it a thought experiment. And the term Silurian hypothesis was inspired by the fictional species called the Silurians from a little TV show. I don't know if you guys ever heard of called Dr. Who it's from across the oh, pond. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. Are you? So. Yeah. You, oh, have yeah. you? Are you watching the newest season? I, I have not yet. We uh, cut our cable off there for a while, so I don't have BBC right now. I don't. I haven't watched the newest season. I haven't heard that it's great though, so I don't know. But I, I've watched on and off in the past. My wife is a mm-hmm. big fan too. So this is this is life imitating art. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. There. The the Silurians are a race of reptiles in the show that actually originated on Earth. And way back predated humans by a long shot. They weren't the only race on earth. Actually, there was, what were they called? The sea devils or whatever. The other ones that lived under the sea. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was this whole thought experiment was done. Uh, it was used to assess modern science's ability to detect evidence of a prior advanced civilization or to see if they could perhaps several million years ago. They took two different views of it. It was, it was really cool. Not only did they say, you know, what can we detect from millions of years ago? But what will future societies be able to detect from us? Right, right. And by by looking at it through that lens, it made it a lot easier to predict what might still be around from past civilizations because we know how quickly the the stuff that we have breaks down, et cetera. Did you guys, either of you ever watch that show After People or whatever the hell it was called? 
Yes. Yes. On History Channel. Yeah. Where they just be like, here's. Oh, 40 yeah. years I did. after and people. They show like 50 years from now, 150 years from now, 1,000 years from now. It doesn't take long, and we are no. gone. Like, no, just disappear in 100 years. <laughs> Vegas is like a, a Tuesday, and shit is just covered by the fucking sand there. Desert takes it back. Yeah, real fast. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah. Ex- ex- exactly, Seabot. It, it does indeed find a way. It finds a way to kick us yeah. off this earth. <laughs> well, this actually started, it's actually a relatively new thought experiment back in 2018. The far off day. As a study, This yeah, was the yeah. pre, pre-Plague Land uh, years. So, you know, way back when, <laughs> uh, the last decade. Uh, a couple of cats named Adam Frank and Gavin Schmidt published a paper. And they're a, an astrophysicist at the University of Rochester and the director of Goddard Institute for Space studies respectfully of nasa never a straight answer <laughs> well but the the brent you do i mean you make a good point these are not schlub these are not people from questionable uh research institutions bona fide peer-reviewed motherfuckers you mean these guys on reddit yeah yeah, well, it depends on who you ask about NASA, whether it's uh, believable or not, but we'll let you. Well, I, I'm going to tell you that uh, I bet the guys from our Flat Earth episode would agree, you know, pretty hard with you there, John, <laughs> about NASA being on the up and up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might disagree, but I'm anytime Seabot has an opinion, I'm likely <laughs> going to be on the opposite right. side of it. So right. what? Well, this is kind of what I was saying, though, is what is really crazy is how hard it actually is for science to detect. Let's go back. In it, they imagine advanced civilization before humans. Just they said there was one. There could have been one and pondered. And they thought about whether it would be possible to detect an industrial civilization, not just hunter gatherers, cities, skyscrapers, infrastructure, iPhones in the geological record. I, I say iPhones tongue in cheek a little bit because it, every time I've heard this question asked on any History Channel show, I'm going to pick on the History Channel here. They always reference smartphones or iPhones or cell phones. Well, you know, if you look at this hieroglyphic, it looks just like a smartphone. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's the touchstone for all of this shit, Time but travel. you know, God bless. Time travel. That and carrying the little bag up to the spaceship like an astronaut, you know, yeah. they always show that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. Go, that's true. And they're always in spacesuits that are that are that are perfectly modeled to basically what we had in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Where the hell do you think all those cosmonauts went? Come on, now they went That's back true. in time. Went back in point. time. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but the study, Brent, it, it it was it was really interesting because it shows how hard it is to determine these things, even if you're using science, because. Yeah. Guess what? Shit deteriorates. Yeah, it disappears. That's kind of what I was getting at talking about the, you know, after after people or whatever the hell the show was called. Here's a here's right. a quote from from them. While we strongly doubt that any previous industrial civilization existed before our own, asking the question in a formal way that articulates explicitly what evidence for such a civilization might look like raises its own useful questions related to both astrobiology and anthropocene studies. That's interesting. What they're saying is you can look at this and look, learn what we need to look for outside of Earth or on Earth. Right. The act of fossilization is something I didn't realize is actually really rare. It doesn't happen yeah, much. So, so think about this. There were dinosaurs for a long time. 
Uh, it, dinosaurs had a, a much longer run on this earth than humanity has had to date. They were around for over, it's estimated over 180 million years. Okay, so imagine how many dinosaurs there were at any given time, you know, probably billions across the, if, and if I'm wrong, okay, it's millions uh, across the globe. And sorry, flat earthers, globe. Uh, and <laughs> that's true, it's true. And a uh, million or a billion, because no one knows, because that's the point I'm getting to. We only have a few thousand complete fossils, completed skeletons of dinosaurs. So even if there were just one billion over the course of 180 million years, the fact that we only have a few thousand, which of course there was a lot more than one billion, but my point is that's how fucking rare it is for this shit to happen. They said that like so, one in every 10,000 skeletons is the only, or deaths is only one that could even actually become a fossil and it doesn't. Like it's that rare. They were trying to break it down, like because it takes, you know, you know, a bullet hitting a bullet. You know, the perfect things have to happen for for fossils to to main and yeah. and footprints are even harder than fossils. They were talking about. And another thing, there, and I won't go down this road long, but it was just one of those things where they were talking about the amount of species that was washed out, killed from the impact uh, that killed the dinosaurs that we'll never know of is astronomical. Because they yeah. just don't well, have fossils, or we'll and, never find them, and we'll never know because we couldn't find the fossils, or we didn't find them in a in a bog or some shit. They, well, that's important too. You just said there, find them in the bog. the The thing about it is, little of Earth's exposed surface is before what they call the quaternary time period. Uh, that time period is the last point five to one point oh million years, give or take, like the current times. I didn't know this. The Earth is like the human body. Like, you know how they say the human body, every piece of you has been replaced within the span of seven years, mm -hmm. like uh, all new cells, like the, what the body that you're sitting in today, 10 years ago, didn't exist essentially. Um, my chiropractor was just telling about this the other day, <laughs> about how everything regenerates except for your bones and your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that being the case, think about the earth in this very similar way. And to your point, Brent, much of the exposed surface from back then is gone. In fact, the the oldest exposed surface in the entire world is thought to be about 1.8 million years old, and that's the the Negev Desert in southern Israel. Yeah, and that's uh, a, a conundrum. It's not most places are not like that. Yep. And by the way, it's also true of the seafloor. Yeah, it, it's not just uh, just uh, above the uh, above the sea level um, on the seafloor regenerates. It just takes, you know, it, 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 as we said, it takes a million years, but uh, it happens. So if you're trying to get into the fossil record and you're trying to look for evidence of of uh, of humans before humans, you're going to have a hard time if you're trying to go back millions of years. Now, we do have older services that we have exposed, but that's through mining, drilling, shit like that. Right. Take all those things into consideration. We're constraints or, or, or issues. Most potential evidence stretches back like 2.5 million years is the longest we're going to be able to see. They say by digging and shit like that. That's not really far in geological terms. That means right. finding the chances of finding direct evidence of a now defunct advanced civilization of some sort. And by finding, I mean shit like, technological artifacts like their iPhones. It's incredibly, <laughs> incredibly small. Take this for, for example, what the present day human artifacts like roads, buildings, canned goods, vaults, shit that you think is, is going to last. They're unlikely to survive long or to be found. If they do, if we were wiped out now, the current area of 
urbanization, this blew my mind, is less than 1% of the Earth's surface. Doesn't that just seem wrong? Like we would be yeah. using more than that? It's hard to believe. Daryl, I mean, you're you're in a different area now, so you see urban, you're outside Atlanta, you see urban sprawl, we see urban sprawl, but you think about how much of the planet, well, and a lot of it's water, and a lot of it's not, though, is still <laughs> green and forests and things like that. We only are actually taking up 1% right now. That's actually kind of scary. Imagine if we take up more than that, how faster we'll kill the damn planet, you know? No kidding. Yeah. I was about to say, we're doing a really good job for having only a small piece of this land and, and water. What was that, like area. Coruscant? We are killing this thing quickly. Was it like yeah. Coruscant in, in Star Wars? Was one The whole planet was one giant city or some shit like that? I think that was it. Oh, yeah. 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 Time really is the great equalizer. I mean, over oh, you take a long enough time, it's fucking gone, and the Earth takes it back. So getting back to the whole thought experiment they did, they 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 came down to the, the study, conclusion yeah. that contemporary humans would be more likely to find indirect evidence, such as anomalies in the chemical composition or isotope ratios of sediments and stuff, than they're ever going to find shit. You're not going to find it. objects that could indicate possible evidence of passivization, you know, that you, I guess like plastics, nuclear waste residue, they're buried deep on the ground or in the ocean floor. You're not, you're probably not going to find those, but you might find their markers, meaning our waste poisons, the planet look for the shit that we do. Maybe they did that in the past. So a real basic example is Let's say, running with the idea of a thought experiment, let's say there was a prior civilization, whether it be human or non. Uh, if there was a prior civilization and they nuked themselves to death, uh, or perhaps near death and eventually became our forefathers, whatever, there would be no evidence of the cities that were nuked. There'd be no, ev there'd be no destruction to find. There'd be no rubble to find. But in a layer under multiple other layers of rock and strata and blah, 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 the radioisotopes of the shit they dig up would be different because the radioactive, the half-life of the radioactive uh, matter is such that you'd be able to detect it. Uh, and uh, if, if all of that word verbiage there is wrong, uh, don't let me know. You can write to CBOT. Uh, but the point is that that's, they, that's what they're saying. They're saying that if you dig deep enough that there could be chemical and radiological markers that tell us more uh, or if in the future somebody is trying to determine uh, what happened to humanity a million, two million, five million years from now, they would have to dig for radiological markers and chemical markers from our time on this earth. Now, the other problem that they have with that, they go on and they talk about it, is scientists do core drilling samples all the time. And they find that today's industrial-induced climate change, the way we see it, resembles conditions seen in the past uh, through periods of rapid temperature rise and things like that. That's one of the things that they, they look for, you know, to see what we're doing and see if it's happened in the past. It's a lot of people that are anti-climate change say the earth's done it. It does it itself. Maybe it was old ass factories millions of years ago. Maybe the earth just does it. Maybe Seabot did it. I don't know. But Gavin Schmidt says, whether the warming was caused by humans or by natural forces, the fingerprints and chemical signals and tracers that give evidence of what happened then look very similar. So those are at least the fingerprints that they need to be looking for. And I think the point the point that is being made by researchers here is not that we could ignore climate change today because shit, it happened before. 
I think the point they're trying to make is the opposite. The exactly. point they're trying to make is we are fucking up the earth right now pretty badly. And if we find evidence from millions of years ago that this happened before, rather than that being evidence of this being a natural thing, it could be evidence that we're just repeating the same fucking mistakes. Yeah, you know, doomed to repeat ourselves. This research has been really important. You know, it's 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 shape, you know, the how people study the earth, at least looking at it and the impact we have on it. And they say this research could also help astrobiologists decide what to look for elsewhere in the universe. I can tell them what to look for. <laughs> what, what, what does that even mean? Have you been there? <laughs> Daryl knows what I'm talking about. I don't even know. Daryl, I don't even know. I'm all about that lifestyle. <laughs> Daryl, what, what happened when he was checking your temperature? I don't know. I don't, he doesn't normally take to strangers. but uh, I don't ahead. know, but he keeps rolling over here. He's kind of making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Now, okay, now that that's more normal. The 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 uncomfortableness. That's that's the normal part. Yeah, well, you get used to it. Sadly, um, <laughs> are we screwed? That's a question about this. Well, it depends. New thought experiment here. We're going to play with this. They either they being the what was here. If there was, let's pretend they were here. There was a civilization. They either died out or they left. Well. Earth is a crapshoot for finding evidence, but not all of our neighborhood is that way. There's an important distinction that they made when looking into uh, when they made this study. We just need to look for clues or markers in other places. Let's say if they uh, they advanced past where we are now or even uh, even to where we are, they probably would have gone to space. That's kind of the, the great equalizer. We leave shit everywhere we go. They probably sucked also. <laughs> so that means that the moon and even Mars, one of our closest celestial bodies, might be a better option for looking than our own planet. The reason being is they don't have erosion that we do, and they're tectonically dead. So it's much more likely to find evidence there because the Earth hasn't, the Earth, their 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 surfaces haven't shifted. The 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 steps that our astronauts left in 1969 are still on the moon and they will be. What if there's other clues now, as we know that documentary, when they found Mona Lisa on the moon, John, we already know all this and the government's just it's hiding true. it from us. It's true. Damn government. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the funny, the, 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 the funny part about that is if we were, or, or I'm sorry, if a prior civilization was up there and leaving things around, it is so on par with what we're doing. I mean, the just just the space trash floating around the Earth today alone is. I think I, I saw a graphic the other day that that tried to put into like quantifiable terms how much space trash is literally just floating around the planet right now. And man, I had no idea. It's a lot. Yeah, I think I saw that same thing because I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, dude, how's this stuff not falling back down on the Earth with how much is out there? Just knocking into each other, or how yeah. do you even get out of orbit without hitting something? Mm -hmm. I'm just excited that when we become a space, I never thought about this before, John, but I'm just excited that when we do become a spacefaring people, I'm going to use the term space trash all the time talking about other humans. Look at this fucking space <laughs> trash. <laughs> Look, space trash guy over there. Look at this fucking space that, trash eating his Isn't that what they do in uh, the Expanse? Only they call them like the belters. Those are the, uh, the yeah. people that live in the asteroid yeah. belt or like the, uh, uh, the, the the other rich areas in like Mars and Earth uh, referred to as the trash. Space trash. Ugh. 
here comes the space pirates shit anyway i'm good enough uh <laughs> i think for me uh the thing that's the most amazing about this whole thing is how scientifically this could all be true and we just don't know or we'll never know even more probably and that's frustrating that we can't know because the earth just swallows everything and we're not to the point where we can go to Mars unless the rover pulls up a Joni loves Chachi from some few million years ago. <laughs> well, and that is Brent, you say that as a joke, but it's, it's true. It is true. Also that I mean, think about, think about if you're looking for litter, it, it, if you're looking for litter from a specific person, it's going to be so much easier to find in the forest than it would be in a metropolitan area because there's so much litter in a right. metropolitan area. It'll stand out like a sore thumb in the forest. And so same with like space trash. If it's on Mars, we know what we've left there. You know, it's not that much stuff. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> um, bunch it, of angry be, robots. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a lot easier to spot. It, it would just be a lot easier to spot. But yeah, you know, Brent, you made a point that I, I really agree with it. One of the most interesting things about researching this topic, and Daryl, thanks for bringing it, was I never really realized how little we truly know or can know uh, with our technology today about what was happening here uh, more than a couple million years ago. It is literally all conjecture. And yet you still never listen when I try and tell you. No. You're not eternal. <laughs> He was there. I saw him. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to, well, we're going to let Gaia take a swing at this just a little bit. I'm not going to get oh, into that. Uh, we're going to talk some other shit. Uh, and the, speaking of shit, shit in the skies and how it might, might all factor in. That's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Daryl, we're in the home stretch. I am sorry that John had to be on this call with you. I just want to take this time to apologize to you. I know you asked, but I said he's he has every right to be on here, so I apologize. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering if I get to sniff his armpits. You know, isn't that part of the Patreon? <laughs> well, tier? he went with armpits. I, I hadn't even. Uh, <laughs> John doesn't even know for what to the say. Last time, and for the love of all that is holy, that is not. A thing. All joking aside, it used to be a uh, just a funny Patreon level that we had on there as a joke. Like sniff, John, go forth. I thought it'd be funny if we we're ever at an event, someone like, like walked by him. One dude paid it and was like, "Fuck you, give me John's address," and was crazy adamant. And like, I blocked him, and then he like made another account and paid again. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I fucking hate you guys. I want you to die." I'm like, "What the <gasps> fuck?" So John, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, good. It's not good. a. Thank uh, you. I'm glad to learn this now. You knew all of this oh. bullshit. It's uh, people are <laughs> crazy and ruins the fun. I, I stole that from. They had a, this this thing on the kids of the hall years ago called the Touch Paul Bellini contest. <laughs> it was like you could just touch a guy standing there in a in a towel touch him just whatever you want you could touch him and it was so stupid so that was supposed to be the tongue-in-cheek joke and people ruined it <laughs> people ruined it on on a, another tangent i saw they are all together recording a new season season of kids in the eight hall. just a continuation kids in the hall i am so excited fucking a right yeah uh the kids in the hall 
as a stretch now, consider they're mostly white haired. But yes. <laughs> the kids of the hall need to slow down. Though, I will give them credit; they all look relatively similar to when they originally were doing yeah, their thing. A good None shape. of them look like, yeah. oh God, you know, he gained five hundred pounds, yeah. or he, uh, you know, lost an arm, or like, like they all look relatively. Uh, yeah, John, you are right. There were no industrial accidents to any of the members of the kids in the hall. Okay, that was probably a bad, idea, <laughs> bad example, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, hey, listen, we all saw Matthew Perry on the Friends reunion. He looks different. That's all I'm saying. He looks different. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And uh, so did uh, who was well, who played Joey? Was that Matthew Perry? No, that was the other one. No, all that the, was um, uh, the, uh, your uncle uh, memes that they made about uh, Joey. Did you see all those? <laughs> oh, because he, he gained yeah. a little weight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, what is that dude's name? Now it's going to bug me. J- Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc, Joey Tribbiani, yeah. Uh, I getting back to the story. I think that the 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 vast amount of incompleteness of the geologic record makes for a lot of crazy ideas, and I dig that. I love heady ideas like this. I love heady things that aren't just cut or dried. And I do want to talk about a couple things real quick that we're not going to talk about. Inner Gaia. I was, you know, I always look at what they might have covered and things like that. You know, um, we can't let real scientists have all the fun. You know, Inner Gaia. They did a whole thing on what they called pre-Adamites. And pre-Adamites were just kind of what it sounds like. Adam and Eve were their people here pre-them. And I really went down that rabbit hole for a while and I decided we're not going to put it in the show. <laughs> and even if you just go to their, their Wikipedia page, Daryl, it literally at the bottom breaks it down here's what racists think here's what non-racists think that want to go down this <laughs> it's bad and i was just like i am mm, no no thank you nope. can't do that one but one of not the things, world, not world, one one of the things with gaia and ancient aliens and stuff and i i was trying to, to bring it home with that stuff and it really made me think about the shit in our skies and by the shit in our skies. You, you mean you mean space trash. <laughs> space trash. We need a bumper. Space trash. Anyway, uh, we, we need a t-shirt. The, the collective yeah. we, as of late, have been seeing a lot of various shit in the skies. You know, and now the government is affirming that the serious shit, you know, that we're seeing some of it is really seriously out there and people have been seeing it not just now and they're not just reporting it all of a sudden this has been for as long as recorded history things have been in the sky the problem up until fucking 2020 was anytime you saw it it was met with a ha 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 and a chuckle 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 now that the at least the government is is giving it a little headway it's kind of like what you said earlier john when it is given a little bit of seriousness it can be researched if they're looking into bigfoot you chuckle at them but now if you look into the shit in our skies well the government's talking about it maybe it really is the thing that they've said that i thought was kind of an interesting they being you know the ufologist is what if these are the old homeowners coming in and checking on the place you know doing a little drive-by seeing how it's going much like the silurian hypothesis we at this time can't rule it out because We don't know what that is. As they said, they can't say they don't have any evidence that it's aliens. They also don't have any evidence that it's not aliens. They only know that it kind of breaks the laws that we understand and they can go through air and water and things like that. 
what is your over under? We can start with you, Daryl and John. You can go after that. What's your over under on something like that? When we're seeing these things in the the sky, could it be? Could it be that it's it's our old inhabitants of this earth checking up, or or is that just a far off thought? Uh, I, I mean, I love that idea. Like he like he said, I love the whole heady questions and stuff, and I love how this can go that route. So. You know, absolutely. I think it is. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to say, yes, it is. Prove me wrong because you can't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, I think this was an appropriate timed topic because of what's going on right now. And it kind of all kind of uh, ties in, or at least it feels that way it could. And you're exactly right, Daryl, to prove me wrong. John, where are you at? Uh, Well, okay, a couple thoughts. Um, I definitely, um, well, this it, there's an interesting tie here, obviously, to things like Nibiru and Planet X and all that stuff. That it, um, because that was that was kind of the the well the more ancient aliens Gaia version of those things was uh, the Anunnaki uh, deposited us here and they come through every ten thousand years and check on us. Which this smells like that, right? Uh, this is that 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 is an allusion kind of to that. And you know that I I I don't necessarily buy into that, and the reason I don't buy into it is it's just it's pure unadulterated conjecture. There there is no we have no evidence tying UFOs to the or to mankind's origin on this planet. Like there there we we could just as easily say, what if those birds that are flying around gave birth to man? Like there's no, there's no, there's no proof for it. There's no reason to believe it. Um, so I don't necessarily make that tie. However, I do want to, I do want to comment on something else you said, Brent, you, you were talking about how we have seen things in the skies for millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years, I guess I should say. And that's true. We have, and we continue to, and the government has come out and talked about it. And I heard, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson the other day, who I generally like, I generally like him. I, I think he's a little smarmy, um, but generally, I, I think he's a smart, smart, smart dude. But I, I really got, uh, and maybe I'm just too dumb to understand it, but he gave two pieces of, of evidence as the fact that UFOs aren't extraterrestrial. First, he said, we have no evidence that anything that the U.S. government or the, the, the military saw or observed was anything more than um, the, 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 the various tools and implements that we use to measure things being off. Meaning uh, you can't tell me that that was going 3000 miles an hour. Your instruments tell me it was going 3000 miles an hour, meaning that, that, you know, there could be problems with the instruments. Okay. Removing the whole, th- all the people that saw it with their own eyes. And, you know, yes, <laughs> that to me seems counterintuitive to his other point. His other point is, wait, so you're telling me that, Literally three quarters of the world has a high powered camera in their pocket and we never, ever get any kind of uh, footage other than these grainy videos from the military. He goes, I just, I don't believe it. I don't think that, uh, you know, that with all of these cameras that we would, and and I'm sitting there thinking, man, have you ever tried to record anything at night, much less something that is way up in the fucking sky? It will look like a big black hot mess. Like our cameras aren't good enough to do that. What the fuck is he talking about? And that just seems so counterintuitive to the whole, you can't prove to me that it wasn't just a malfunction. He took a bath on those comments. A lot of scientists came out and said, 
shame on you um, because you are not using the scientific method there. You're just, you're just saying, no, nah, I don't like that. So you're pontificating. Right. Yeah. And that's, yep. you know, the problem is he can't get out of his own fucking way. And that's why I bitch about him on and people get mad at me on hysteria nation sometimes, but I think he's bad for science. Uh, but he is the superstar of science right now. So, hey, um, but he is someone that um, if it's not, you know, brick and mortar in front of for as, as crazy thought experiments as he does out there or has in the past, if it's not tangible in front of him, he refuses to to see past his own nose sometimes. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree that he's bad for science. I would just say that I think uh, when you consume him, you need to be informed about what you're I consuming. think he's bad. But that's just me. Hey, what do I know? I run a podcast, <laughs> you know, Hey, that's ho. true. I mean, there are no more, there are no better scientific experts probably on this earth than podcast hosts. That's, and I want you all to remember that, that. is damn straight, right? <laughs> this is where, this is where I get my scientific news from <laughs> every, every week. Baby, did you know? <laughs> yes. I keep talking to my fucking coffee maker and he won't make me a cheese muffin. <laughs> uh, this is kind of interesting, though, looking into this. There is a bit of a snag if you take some other research into the whole thought of them coming by and seeing us. So throwing out a little bit here. How many intelligent civilizations are out there among the hundreds of billions of stars just in the spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy? Question mark. Well, that's something that, according to new calculations, they have the answer. 36. We're one of them. Uh, no, yeah, we got there. This okay, is put good. together by a lot of assumptions, but it's, it's so that, you know, you take the most scientists that science that you have, and a lot of scientists don't knock it because it was put together at least with assumptions, but doing, you know, good thought process. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science. Is that possible? Uh (laughs) But that assumption is that life on Earth is more or less representative of the way life evolves everywhere in the universe. On a rocky planet, an appropriate distance, the Goldilocks zone from a suitable star. And it takes about five billion years, give or take. If that is if a couple things here, if that assumption is true. Humanity may not exactly be alone in the galaxy, but any neighbors are probably way too far off for us to ever meet, or at least in any time soon. Too far away to interact, but, you know, alone but not alone type of thing. The issue this brings up is that somehow Earth would have sprouted advanced civilizations not once, with it being as crazy as it is, but twice in its history for them to have, you know, been able to be here, die out or leave, and then how you know, have the time to come back up. And we know that earth isn't that old. Now this is taking in what we currently know or think. And that is all sketchy because there are a lot of assumptions. And I think it's crazy to think that this is the only way that life can form is on a rocky planet. The, you know what I mean? Life finds a way we heard it earlier. <laughs> the goddamn guy told us, I know. Does this change your thoughts anyway, Daryl? I mean, uh, what's your thought over under on the 36? I wish it was 37. Uh, yeah. I wish it was 37. Uh, I think it's possible um, that there can be life out there. But like you said, I mean, I think it's naive to think that it only develops the way it does on here. You know, I mean, we have evidence of things down on thermal vents down at the bottom of the ocean living off of that, that, you know, you didn't think things were down there that because of the pressure or whatever, the sunlight. So I think it's kind of naive to think, it only forms this way in this Goldilocks zone, you know? Right, right. 
It's a great point. I mean, when, when you hear about the different type of planets that exist out there, something as simple as Mars, where they think they may or may not have found evidence of life already. And that's pretty simple. I mean, it's a relatively normal environment as compared to, you know, you've, we, we, we've heard like from from scientists, planets out there that rain diamonds at 300 miles an hour mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And you know, gaseous giants that literally have no land. And, 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 and in all of those environments, there's the possibility that the right amino acids coalesced in the right way to live in that environment. And, and so I, I couldn't agree with you more, Daryl. That's uh, it, it is pretty naive to think that uh, it's got to work. I, I think it's called the right. spark of life for a reason. We just don't know what that spark is. You know, uh, I could stir a bathtub with enough shit in it long enough you might get life but it might not be something you want who knows uh that's a lot of shit in a bathtub though so i don't want to have to do that john do you have any closing thoughts daryl what are your closing thoughts do you guys think there was ever humans or other on this earth before us you know i think it's possible likely probably not though you know it's fun to think these things and have these ideas and have great conversations about it but probably not you know I think it's smart and good uh, for scientists to have these thoughts, even if they don't believe it, you know, um, plan for everything, you know, leave no stone unturned. John, Uh, a couple things. I really like the idea of, of it being so old that we don't know everything that happened. Uh, I mentioned before, you know, talking about God, believing in God, I believe in God. We've mentioned on the show, we're Christians. It doesn't mean I believe the Bible's inerrant. Like, Adam and Eve could be a metaphor, you know, so like that doesn't mean you're anti that just to say somebody else existed here millions of years ago. Uh, That said, the argument that it would have to have happened twice in the same place is a pretty fucking interesting one, right? Like that, that way, like the mathematical possibility of that is, that was kind of a big eye opener to me too. It was like, holy shit that I never thought of it that way. You would have to have had, unless they seeded us or something, you know, and that's a whole, unless they seeded us. Yeah. But then did we de-evolve and then re-evolve? Like, how does that happen? You know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to gel. What is really interesting to me though, is there, there are some outliers out there. There's some things that we look at that we don't understand that could be explained by, uh, ancient civilizations. I think we should actually do an episode on this brand. I was going to bring it up. Um, I didn't get a chance to research it any further. We've mentioned on the show before, the, the atomic class in, uh, I forget which desert it is, but you know, the, the supposition being that it was created by an, an atomic blast millions of years ago or whatever. Um, that could be, that could be a fun episode. Uh, all that said, I, um, I think if I had to put a percentage on it, I think there's a much higher percentage chance that there is life out there on places other than this planet than it predating us on this Yeah, planet. life might not be as yeah. crazy hard to come up with as we think because we don't know. Uh, Giorgio, what are your thoughts? If you look at all the pieces, it's the only conclusion that you can draw. Great, saying nothing. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's been our thoughts and Daryl's thoughts and Daryl's idea to come up with this episode on, uh, you know, 
what the fuck's going on out there? We've been here a long time. And if you did not like the episode, Daryl's home address is three two. Oh, I, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where can they complain about Daryl, John? That you know, we'll we'll pass it along. A great place to do it would be Hysteria Nation. Just hop onto Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. It's our Facebook discussion group where we talk about heady things like this, and we also make dick lots and fart jokes and lots of dick and fart. I was upset that there's only 36, not 37. Uh, advanced civilizations out there in a row. Uh, hysteria Nation, or no, uh, Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51. But that's our regular page. And while you're jumping on pages, you can jump on the one that Daryl did where he got to pick this topic Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. Up all nights, mad blurry hysterias. Uh, John rapping, or whatever the hell he wants to call that. I mean, there's all sorts of things on there. Well, wait, hey, hey, whatever. Hey, no, hey, you're hey. your own person. You can call there's, whatever. There's you no want. need to disparage the stylings, the rhythmic stylings of my, I guess, imitation. I respect you so much, <laughs> Nate Dog and Warren. I respect G. you so much. I wanted you to know that you could call it whatever you wanted to call it, John, and I'd still respect you as a person. <laughs> Oh, now you're uh, lying. Voice cell 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Keep them under a minute. We don't need your 15-minute uh, manifestos, diatribes like a lot of them are. That is okay. Tell a friend about the show. And while you're telling a friend, tell them how awesome Daryl was. Daryl, thank you so fucking much for Yay, doing this, Darryl! for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You know, Thank you for such fun. a fucking awesome topic. I really, really, really enjoyed researching this one i've said that a lot but uh some of them i i get lost in and this was one of them i'm glad i could provide some entertainment for you it also it also ties in so well to other topics we we mentioned the anunnaki but it also ties into things like the great filter like we talked about the great great filter with uh um josh from stuff you should know and, and even Kardashev um, scale and, and lots of things that we could have gone into yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, like if the Great Filter exists, did did the pre-civilization before us encounter whatever said Great Filter is? Um, or or was the Great Filter literally just resetting us and it's uh, this is us part two? It, it just it, and there are 13 other avenues we could have gone down with this one. This could have been an entire series. So well done, Daryl. Yeah, no, no problem, guys. I appreciate it. You know what? I forgot to ask you, Daryl. Was this your first time ever on a podcast or have you been it on was. Anything? It was. Um, um, little, it was a little nervous at the beginning. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you did a good job. We were. Uh, we've had people on in the past that are like uh, host their own shows, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, you ready? Yeah. And then like, what do you think when we get to something? They're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. no or whatever it's like oh I my agree. god what do we do yeah it's like no don't do that so no you're great you're great and guys well, I, I, I thought of it as uh this is my time to be able to be eternal you know if this podcast <laughs> lasts, you know outlives us all you know well i tell you what you guys gotta check out daryl we're gonna have him post a picture he has already before we're gonna have him post a picture in the notes of this episode because he has the best beard i've ever seen in my fucking life and we're staring at it it's right a great now. Great beard. Oh, I appreciate John, that. You John's know, got it, a big um, beard. I just had, getting there. I just got a goatee. Although Brent, you know, it's funny, Brent. Um, uh, you know, in in congratulating you uh, on how good of a job you did, he also disparaged someone who who at some point was on this program. Now that we're almost 250 episodes in, that doesn't bother me anymore because you know there's a lot of people that you could guess are or aren't who he's talking about. When he used to say this shit when we were like six episodes in, it was a problem. <laughs> was it Pecker? <laughs> Pecker? Nice. Uh, I, I love when Pecker's on. It's hilarious. Pecker, Pecker. Oh. 
His name is Pecker. That was a tease. That was a tease. <laughs> now we're he's he's making his triumphant return soon. Question mark. So, Daryl, thank you so much, and uh, we'll have if anyone's got questions, we're gonna have him hop on the the Hysteria Nation when we post this. He can answer any questions that you have. Uh, he's gonna field them all. He'll research them and he'll give you all his sources. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> That's right. I'm on it. As soon as I get my beard posted on there too. Do you got anywhere you want them to to follow you? Do you have a Twitter or anything? I mean, you probably don't, but if you do. So a lot no, of times we I'm have shows. And, yeah, yeah. A lot of people <laughs> no. have like shows and shit, and they're like, "Well, yeah, this and that and the other." So, all right. <laughs> no thanks. I'm good. I will stay. I, will I don't. Stay I don't need that. anyone angry. They can't sniff me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll start a Patreon where people can touch my beard. For there $5. you go. Yeah, you can oil it for me for sixteen dollars yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, again, uh, thank you, Daryl. Thank you, uh, John, for not sucking up on this one when we had a guest. So good for you. Oh, thank you. I'm trying. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Daryl. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bob. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.